0: You're tuned in to Kootenai Co-op Radio. The name of the show is Shift Happens. All right. You're listening to Shift Happens on CJLY 93.5 FM in Nelson. My name is Jeff.
1: And I'm Anna.
0: And we have a very special guest with us today. He at least At least he thinks he's a special guest. No, I'm just kidding. All
1: the way from New York. He's
0: giving me the, the evil eye. No, he's not. No, he's not. Anyway.
1: We're talking to Gary, uh, Gary Take-On today, and we have done some shows in the past with Gary, and he was just reminding me those shows are not on the new website, so... Uh, If anybody wants to listen to previous shows after this one, just log on to our site, go to the podcast for this week's show, and I will link the older shows to it.
0: Yeah, it was a great interview.
1: Yeah, we were talking about your trip to Calcutta, to the leper colony, and all kinds of fun stuff. So, Gary, we originally met through Tesh, who has been a sometimes host of Shift Happens, and they met doing a movie with Demi Moore, right? That's right. Yeah. Right. It's a Striptease. It's
0: movie called Striptease. Was yeah. the first one that we met on. Did you have to do any stripping in it yourself, Gary? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Good. I, I didn't need that visualization myself. But.
1: And mm-hmm. you've been working just recently on another really interesting movie um, with... Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino?
2: That's, that's right.
1: All right. Uh, so that must have been fun.
2: It was beyond fun. It was, uh, it was, the, best, it was the best film job I ever had. I had worked, uh, as you guys know, as a stunt performer for 35 years in motion pictures and uh, to help preserve myself. I developed an interest in yoga early on and uh, became a yoga instructor. And I I found that that was the best way to uh, continue functioning as a stunt performer and protect myself from injury.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And in the process, I um, developed this interest in what it takes to be physically poised. You You have to be relaxed. On action when you're about to do any kind of uh, activity, um, particularly if you're uh, assigned to make it look dangerous, <laughs> so you have to be relaxed. And um, I found uh, I found that through my study of yoga, it, uh, it it provided a shortcut to this level of relaxation that
0: served me best when I was working. So do you have your black belt in yoga or how does that work? No, I'm, I'm okay. simply a registered uh instructor. It's a black right.
1: mat in yoga. Ah, okay. <laughs> All
2: right. But um but what was most interesting is that I had done a lot of uh yoga type movements from the time I was a child. Uh, headstands and and then I I had a um a four-year um, pursuit toward being a professional ballet dancer. So
0: uh, I was exposed to... I'm trying to pick you, picture you in a tutu.
2: Well, no, no, easy guy yeah. now. All right. is, uh, uh, the girls, oh, tights, the girls okay. wear the tutus. All right, all right. <laughs> but it did teach me how to uh, focus on the muscles of the body and their mm-hmm. capacity to um, both um, stretch and be strengthened because of the level of flexibility you attain Mm
0: -hmm.
2: with daily practice. And so all of that contributed to, um, a a general interest in, in what it is to integrate with gravity, which has been the theme of our previous conversations. Mm -hmm. And that interest has only deepened as time has passed. Uh, the reason I got hired for this particular film was, um, the executive producer has known me for a long time as somebody who has this particular interest and the main characters in this, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, by the way, film called the Irishman, uh, requires the, uh, the narrative requires that those three main actors have to de age up to 50 years. So they hired, um, Industrial Light and Magic, which is a. Um,
1: Lucas's company. Lucasfilm's
2: original company, now owned by Disney. But all of the fellows who work there have been there for a quarter of a century, from the beginning of the Star Wars movies. And um, so they're going to perform CGI on the faces of the three main
0: actors. And it's going to take a while, too, about a year, right? Well,
2: it takes Scorsese typically a year to. Um, to cut the film mm-hmm. to his satisfaction, and that's when they hand it over to Industrial Light and Magic, and that takes then another nine months,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because the way I understand it, it's more or less frame by frame. They have to Ouch. go ahead and apply this uh, this program, right? And uh, supervised
1: electronic facelift.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And um, there's there's a, a gentleman named Pablo. Helman, who's an Argentinian who has worked at uh, Industrial Light and Magic all those years. right? And he, he was the visual effects supervisor on the film. So he's the one who goes ahead and performs all of that. Uh, facial capture is the name of this particular okay. program.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But they needed somebody to help these guys stand up. Like they
0: are fifty years younger,
2: and speak in these four different gradations of de aging, and they didn't really know what to do. Do we get body doubles? Do we, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's uh, very complicated, and and Mr. Scorsese was nervous about that. And Mm -hmm. so my buddy spoke up, in one of their one of their. pre-production meetings and said, you know, I think I have a guy who, who might be able to work this out. So, Mm -hmm. um, they were excited at that possibility and they gave me a call and I had to come in and I had to meet uh, Robert De Niro and try to, um, try to convince him that there was, there was hope. (laughs) (laughs) How old is he? He's, um, now in his mid seventies. Okay. As is (laughs) Joe Pesci and, Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese turned seventy-five while we were shooting, and Al is is a little bit older. Um,
1: So, which one had the hardest time holding his body like he was young?
0: um, Well, can you say it without getting into trouble? I can't. I can't really.
1: (laughs) Oh darn!
0: But um, they
2: were uh, each. Each of them was unbelievably kind and enthusiastic about. allowing me to to offer my reflections on how they might uh fulfill this these 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 really bizarre tasks of moving as if they were in their late 20s, mid 30s, early and late 40s, early and late 50s into mm-hmm. their 60s accurately and um i i guess uh, <laughs> It's hard to say why they welcomed me in. Maybe I appeared like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> but um, when I first met um, Mr. De Niro, he, he just looked at me and and said, "So they 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 they, they want us to 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 uh, I, I mean, do, do, uh, what? and I just you know I, I I spared him struggling trying to figure out why I was even there." All right. And uh said, well, the characters have to de-age and the facial capture program is going to take care of the face. But we're going to see if, if we can uh, encourage your spines mm-hmm. to have a kind of youthful enthusiasm <laughs> that is required in the narrative. And uh, so at that moment, he just, he looked at me, he said, well, old, old dog, you <laughs> know, no no new tricks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, well, I, I don't have any tricks, but... I do have a device <laughs> that <laughs> right. that you uh, that you might um, find interesting, and so I took this cushion that I've invented, it's, and and I laid it on the ground, and uh, we were in a little dusty old studio at Kaufman Astoria Studios in Queens. And I immediately, just out of desperation to keep his attention, I immediately got on the floor and demonstrated it and was talking about the various benefits that I believe the cushion provides. And, um, and then I got up and I said, and then when you get up, don't fidget, but see if you can sense how the whole upper body is interested in this new poised condition that the cushion provides. And, uh. He just w- walked right past me and got down on his knees and got on the cushion. I said, "No, no, this is for one year in the trailer." He said, "No, no, no, let me let me let me see what's going on." And within a minute, he started to uh, couldn't convey an understanding about what the cushion is capable of, and uh, with a five minute promise of demonstrating it to him. He stayed on the cushion for 20 minutes. And while he was on it, I went ahead and I stretched his arms and I was explaining the various um, principles of of what's required to acknowledge that there's no training about Mm -hmm. recreating your physical stature. There's an awful lot of noise about posture. But posture is a a curious uh, undertaking. Mm -hmm. Um, If anybody's really honest they'll be able to admit that, you know, it's really hard to hold a certain posture. And that's the whole problem with posture. It's a position and it usually has to do with the upper body. Mm -hmm. Whereas recreating one's stature is a full body experience. And uh, the prerequisite for that is a person's willingness to acknowledge that they haven't really experienced their full stature until, um, somebody can help them achieve it physically.
0: Well, I, mean, I can, I can attest uh, in the first hour when we do the music on a man the or woman to the board and I got on this thing for what, five minutes? Yeah, it was about five minutes, yeah. And holy cow, mm. yeah, I'm addicted already.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's one of those, <laughs> it's one of those crazy items that, uh, Arose out of out of a certain kind of pondering and, and wish for people's comfort. Uh, I have a son who's six five, yeah, and um, the tendency is always to uh, allow the torso to compress when you're trying to speak with people who are shorter than you. And then I just I I witnessed both of my parents um, move. Uh, ungracefully into the unknown right. when they passed away, very, uh, very compressed and slouched over, and mm, fortified by pharmaceuticals to
1: to take, stand the pain to of, to
2: stand the discomforts of uh, of what a lifetime of being being compressed like that right. can do to a human being. So it seemed. Th- through pondering what, what might I, with my interest and enthusiasm on integrating with gravity, uh, what might I come up with? And literally, after years of pondering and, and experiencing the, the, the body work that I did on people, whenever I got to this particular point on the spine, and I would work on people when they were lying on their back, so with my hands underneath their, their back, when I get to this particular point, there was always a very reliable sigh of relief that came from them at this one particular point. So that was the focus of my pondering. And uh, one day, I don't know what to say. I mean, one morning I woke up and I drove myself to the Home Depot. I bought one four by eight sheet of one inch thick rigid foam insulation, right. which they use in construction, typically yeah. in, in basements. I went home, I cut seven rectangles that were 32 inches by 12 inches long, spray glued them together. <laughs>
1: and then carved them with a carving knife?
2: <laughs> and, well, with a utility knife. The next morning I had a solid block there and um, and and that was it. I only, I, I made one effort to do it. I laid on it a hundred times during that effort. But once it seemed right, um, I, I showed it to a buddy of mine. He said, Yeah, you got to take it to another buddy of his who was a model maker, has a company called Model Making Inc. in New Jersey. And he laid on it and he had a bad back. And he immediately said, Wow, this would be great if it was foam. I said, Well, that's the whole idea. And so he did a 3D scan of it. He mm-hmm. created a CAD drawing, which is an architect's mm-hmm. drawing. Mm-hmm. He sent it to a buddy of his who he had done a lot of foam work. Uh, with before, and within three days, we had we had a foam copy of what I had drawn. But now it was symmetrically even because when I carved it, it wasn't <laughs> entirely symmetric. Slightly imprecise. Yeah, but um, but the 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 three D scanner just, just squared all that stuff up, and it was wonderful. We laid on it. and We said, "That's it. That's it. It's it's actually." It's done, that's it, <laughs> and to this day it hasn't changed so um, and and funnily enough robert de niro was was my first actual guinea pig, so by the time I actually got it manufactured and then covered, nothing like pressure, huh? well, I believed in it, so that's why I was right. able to present it to him in the in 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 this first meeting mm-hmm. and getting back to that meeting, then i i said now just just lay back give me your wrist and i slowly pulled him up just ex- swinging from left to right so his shoulders and his upper back would be able to stretch right. and as i pulled him up i pulled him all the way up and i dropped his arms to the ground and i said just try to have a sense of what the cushion just provided you on the ground and uh, don't fidget and i stepped back and i looked at him and he gave it fully 30 seconds of finding this place. Mm-hmm. And once he was there, he opened his eyes. He said, so uh, I guess I'll see you on set.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that was,
2: uh, that was my audition. <laughs> That's
0: cool. <laughs> Thank you on behalf of the group. Uh, mm-hmm. I
2: hope
0: we pass the audition is what immediately came to mind. You know? so. Mm-hmm. so then what was the process working with these guys. I mean, did you spend a couple hours every morning or no. was it something you did throughout the day? No. How did that work? It was uh, about a
2: half hour every morning. Okay. And um Mr. De Niro was the main focus because he is the Irishman in the film. Okay. The film is about um the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. Who's who, that? He was a he <laughs> was a teamster. <laughs> he was a teamster um Administrator, president, and uh, very, very influential in the uh, late 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he disappeared in 1975. And um, the character that Mr. De Niro plays was a very close associate of his. Mm -hmm. And so it's a story that um, this particular character uh, narrates in voiceover. Okay. And so the film bounces around quite a lot, um, but almost totally in, um, in flashbacks. So uh, my main focus was with Mr. De Niro. And because he took to it so uh, immediately and kindly, he conveyed that to Mr. Scorsese and then to Mr. Pesci and then to Mr. Pacino. So they all were sort of prepped with Bob's enthusiasm. And it made it easier for me to go ahead and introduce it to the, to each of them. Mm-hmm.
1: So he had everybody laying around on the floor before their scenes.
2: Well, no, I would do it in the morning. So the most wonderful thing was, to, I mean, to wake up on a cushion like that with somebody like me stretching your arms and stretching your legs is yeah. um, a real advantage to tuning the equipment, and and then. Um, and then I was able to be there during during every shot as a reminding factor. And uh, my my official title was Movement Analyst on the film. And um, it was like a dream. I would go home every day pinching myself. Did that really happen? Did he really say that? <laughs> Did he... Really cracked that joke about mm-hmm. about me slouching? <laughs> <you know? laughs> mm-hmm. And so there was a tremendous amount of uh, affection and uh, and and hard work. And mm, the relationship with Mr. Scorsese was very special because he is one that you uh you, you don't ever have small chat with. You don't get in his eye line, you don't bother him about anything he's mm-hmm. it struck me that he's a bit like oz without the cape <laughs> you know <laughs> very focused very very energetic and filled with vision you know and the vision plays out on the monitor in front of him mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was striking to me that for the first month fully for the first month we began at the beginning of September it wasn't really until October that we actually had our first exchange (laughs) but and and I wondered how was it possible that I could get very close to the actors and remind them what what age their character was and um, certain certain things they might do to get themselves physically prepared just before the camera began to roll and often I could be seen on the monitor, speaking to them as discreetly as possible and as quickly as possible. And it required every 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 manner of feline and reptilian aspect in me to
1: <laughs> slither in and out, slither in right? and out,
2: and and. Um, very nervous about any comment I was going to make to any of these guys. What if they decided to reject it? <laughs> right, and and not once did I ever hear Mr. Scorsese say, "Excuse me, who's that person talking to my actors, and what in the world was he saying to them?" You know, right. So uh, obviously, I, I believe um, I believe Mr. De Niro became my advocate. You know, and he must have told them. I said, "No, I, he... He seems to know what he's talking about. Let's 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 let's, right. let's 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 give it a shot and see how it goes. And and the results were um, just just far exceeded, certainly my expectations, and uh, and it satisfied the bill. They never had to get body doubles.
1: Cool.
0: So it saved them a whole ton of dough on that too. I imagine. I would. Huh? I would. I would uh, h- hate to venture how much they saved, but yeah, it, it was probably significant. Did you get a bonus out of it? Oh at least? no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> no. The, the the bonus was being able to contribute to the very right. select creative atmosphere of these guys, and uh, as directly as I was able to. I mean, mm-hmm. That was like, um, as I said earlier, it just uh, there was there was never a job like that beyond. It any of my wildest dreams.
0: So what do you watch for? Okay. I mean, if you're doing these, basically these four different time periods, you're watching for basic posture. I imagine well, if they're playing a 20 or 30 year old, for example, how does that work? Well, having
2: been an athlete my whole life and, um, and I suppose, um, <clears throat> Maintaining a certain level of self-maintenance through my yoga practice, mm-hmm. there is some insight that's available to how how one's movement patterns evolve from the time we're children. That has been a particular interest of mine. Right. Um, none of what um, we're speaking about here today is uh, easily taught anywhere. Um, not in ballet class, not in Pilates, not in yoga class, there are always uh, suggestions about how this will improve your posture. And mm-hmm. But I, I make a, a very clear distinction between posture and what I refer to as the, the, our capacity to recreate our physical stature, stature being a full body experience. And posture being an upper body position that we are usually um, suggested upon to find for appearance sake. Right. And I think there are schools where posture is taught to young ladies. Right.
1: I do remember that, actually.
2: (laughs) But um, for the general population, anybody who lives in this sea of gravity, which is pulling us all down from the ground um the idea of recreating our physical stature has also with it a um a demand for a kind of responsibility that's proper to each and every individual and without any instruction anywhere it's not a wonder that we live in a world of stiff-necked slouch bags <laughs> you know and I'm halfway through my seventh decade and I'm, I'm, I'm the primary slouch bag of my life. (laughs) And with a wish for uh, maybe even a regret free and more elegant longevity, I've somehow uh, managed to conjure some enthusiasm for uh, sustaining this recreated stature. Once, once you arrive there.
1: And, you know, it reminds me of, of, uh, that, and we have interviewed her in the past and the way that she talks about um, posture is it requires a lot of effort uh, to hold yourself there whereas a natural um, balanced stacking of of the bones one upon the other and the muscles in proper alignment doesn't take effort and that was what struck me coming off of your cushion and having had that just my own gravity and my own weight position my body properly. And then standing up, it seemed like there was no effort involved in staying in that position. Is that...
2: Well, the simple fact is that when you are integrated with gravity, your muscles, particularly your upper back muscles and most of the muscles of your back are freed from resisting gravity, which Mm -hmm. they are... 100% One hundred percent of the time that we're vertical, whether sitting or standing, engaged in preventing us from falling forward, because of this this um, this habit of being compressed in the spine, mm-hmm. or as as we say, slouching. Yeah. And as soon as you have the visceral experience of having recreated your stature, coming off the cushion or not. There is this uh, immediate uplifted sense of poise that fills the upper body mm. and, and a relief,
1: well, almost.
2: I mean, the, 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 more than a relief. It's it's just physically um, the health the healthiest condition that we can be in when we're vertical, mm-hmm. to be perfectly integrated with gravity without posturing mm-hmm. and without positioning ourselves. Because in fact. It's an athletic activity that requires a a very subtle but very specific coordination of the mind and the body. And first and foremost about that coordination is to acknowledge that I've never really had the experience Mm -hmm. of my fully realized physical stature. Because since the time we were toddlers, we were basically imitating... Our, our parents, or, or all of our siblings, or people who are around us who mm-hmm. are, you know, if, if I dare say, victimized by the fact that this invisible constant force of gravity has, has been shaping us since we began walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closest we came to being perfectly integrated with gravity is when we were toddling and trying to figure out how to. And if you look at any one year old um, toddler, they begin to get a little secure only once their weight is anchored on their heels for a moment. And only that with them holding on to the tables or the chairs. But when they start to lose the balance, they find their heels, their pelvis comes forward, their abdomen lengthens, and the weight of their arms and their head just miraculously falls over the heels. So, And then obviously, as as time goes on, they begin to settle down. Uh, toward toward this compressed condition in the front because gravity has just got you by the wrists and mm-hmm. the weight of the arms and the weight of the head mm-hmm. in front of the support mechanism of the spine is the uh, is the quickest the most surefire way to develop poor postural habits from the time we're very young children and that's when gravity is the enemy yeah i i i've been embattled with this idea of gravity being the enemy in a way gravity is there from the beginning Mm -hmm. to distort us to um, bring us to this misshapen condition in order that we learn how to make it our ally Mm -hmm. by learning to integrate with it and because it's not taught anywhere it's 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 it was always a tough thing for me to try and reconcile that uh, gravity, the enemy, is really my ally. And once you've realized your physical stature and have that experience of being in this poised and buoyant and uplifted state, celebrating with the emotional joy that comes along with it, um, un- un- until that point, you haven't really dialed your relationship with gravity yet there's very few people who even realize that they have a relationship with gravity to reconcile (laughs) but um i suppose it takes hearing about it and then Mm -hmm. witnessing it but but certainly even experiencing it is really the only way people can look at this cushion online on the little website Mm -hmm. they can see the demonstration they can listen to um the the video and its content, they can actually order it and pick it up and hold it in their hands and still not have any idea what impression it's about to impart to the musculoskeletal system of the torso and, and whole body. So that's simply the truth. And it's important that anybody who's hearing this not believe a word I say unless they can verify it for themselves. But you guys know from your experience, as yeah. soon as you lay on it, yeah. the first message it gives you is that hmm, there is something summoning my attention here that feels extremely reliable, and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then so that's actually the beginning of your relationship with the cushion. And, you know, it's it's way out of my hands at that point. I can only speak about its effect on me and, and, and certainly how it how it had its origins in my wish for people to...
1: Along with the cushion, do you have instructions on how to do what you were... It was not just being there, but when you were pushing on certain points and helping your, your ribs to open up, and it really felt like... I could suddenly breathe like thirty percent more than I had before. That was really amazing. So you should send along a little, <laughs> little diagrams mm-hmm. of. Okay, get somebody to push on you here when you're on <laughs> on this thing. Well, the,
0: we'll shoot video. He, yeah. Yeah. he can explain. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. He'll explain, that's right? Yeah, there's only. There are no instructions that come
2: with it because I feel like it. It has It's, its
1: self explanatory. Well,
2: it, it has this intuitive prowess yeah. of its own. That and and uh, one has to go to the website to get one, and on the website yeah. is a, a three minute video that demonstrates mm-hmm. why it might be useful, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and an actual demonstration of somebody using it. So that's the beginning. And uh, when, when you say about pushing mm-hmm. here, I mean, the, the effect is that the upper body, the shoulders, the arms, um, melt backwards over right. the cushion. That's the whole idea. Is you the, just sort so, of sped s-
1: up the process.
2: Su- support the thoracic spine. And by me pointing there, it just brings your attention to those spots, particularly, that are benefiting the most from this this. Instantaneous expansion that takes place, and in an effort for you to um, assign your attention to these these very important places, so that when you become vertical again, you can see the excitement of the musculature mm-hmm. in these specific areas, which will encourage you to sustain it with um, with uh, an ever deepening attention. To ease and comfort, and once again the joy of being perfectly poised, isn't that isn't that a nice thing
0: to wish for? Well, I'm just thinking: could I put it on my existing bed and spend eight hours sleep on the thing? Hoo-ha! I'd be twenty years younger just by the morning, <laughs> <laughs> huh? Well, it's a, it's a lovely sentiment. Uh,
2: this this can be used in the bed, mm-hmm. absolutely. The bed. Um, the bed is forgiving because it sinks a little bit, and I think particularly for elderly people, so they don't have to get down on the floor and, and, mm-hmm. and feel feel the uh, the immediate intensity of um, of what the cushion suggests in terms of arching your back and opening right. your chest and extending your arms out to the side, and mm-hmm. immediately. Adapting to a different lung capacity as well as a different circulatory um, quality, um, particularly blood flowing into your brain, um, in fact, prov- providing, providing rest yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, in, in, in abundance in a very short time. So I don't know that all night in bed would work because the the body's tendency is to want to change positions anyway. Right. And it's certainly not advocating uh, that. Mm -hmm. Five minutes provides a strong enough impression at the beginning. And if that tickles one's interest, then one goes back more frequently Mm-hmm. And if it gets to the point where you're using it twice a day in the morning and at night after a hot shower or just just as a uh, even as a source of a very brief meditation, because, in fact, as soon as you get on it, you, you, you can't move <laughs> because mm-hmm. you don't want to miss out on what it has to offer. And while you're there, you are, in fact, meditating on a, a lifetime of not having had this very fundamental experience of being perfectly poised while you're horizontal. Right. And while you're there, every breath you take, the muscles are adapting to this new condition as a reference, if nothing else. So that when, when you do arise into a vertical condition, at least an option on how to be physically vertically in gravity has been impressed upon the musculoskeletal system. The rest is really up to the body, because the body is the one that's going to call your attention and say, "Hey, hey, get with it, get with it." Didn't where were you when we were having a, a blast down on the ground, feeling perfectly poised? You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in that regards, it's it's both therapeutic and educational, and long term, it's a resting companion, <laughs> uh, rather than something that I would um, suggest one sleeps on turns out, I mean, if you're on it and you're in front of the fireplace and you've been at it all day and you doze off and it's 15 minutes before you wake up, that's, uh, that, that's a, a real blessing in disguise because that, that's a quality of rest that is probably equal to a full hours of deep sleep rest mm-hmm. just because of how open the chest has become, how deeply the lungs are, are able to expand. And once again, we speak about the, the quality of circulation directly into the brain oxygenated blood in the brain is what provides rest
0: i wonder Um, what the impact would be on sleep apnea do you think it would have any any impact positively i I have no idea my my expertise uh, Hmm. stops in
2: Mm -hmm. in the athletic zone Mm -hmm. and (laughs) even even speaking about quality of sleep and the amount of time one might benefit from being on the cushion for a short period of time is simply my experience mm-hmm. so it might be different for uh, others and, and certainly um, people m- more deeply trained in, in their medical professions might mm-hmm. even speak to that mm. I have to really restrict myself to, to what uh, is one hundred percent verifiable in my own experience mm-hmm. there 's no theory here
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so is it a one size fits all kind of thing
2: No, there are different sizes um, there's there 's a large and and um what we call a normal <laughs> and there 's a smaller one in the works and and the sizes will just correspond to Different heights. Uh, anybody from four ten to five four, for example, would use a small. And from five um, four to six two might use um, the normal cushion, the original cushion. Right. And then folks who are older will uh, use the longer and wider large size, if they're older. Oh well, I'm sorry. I always think about how um, elderly people might benefit from the wider one and using it on the bed because, as I said earlier, it would be more forgiving and they can right. get on it and they can stay on it. Right. Um, the normal size one is only 10 inches wide and when you put it on the bed, you know, you might be rocking back and forth and you can find it if you get your arms out to the side. Mm-hmm. But uh, really for taller people is, is what the third one is for, taller and heavier and wider people. It's okay. two inches longer and four inches
0: wider. You should uh, talk to the NFL.
2: Well there's there's a lot of uh, professional athletic teams that could benefit from this mm-hmm. hockey players um cyclists I mean I have a, a fellow who is a um, physical therapist Sloan Stecker is his name he he has the largest physical therapy office in New York City at Lincoln Center and he was an Olympic cyclist and uh, his his enthusiasm for this product is uh extraordinary. He has said, you know how many thousands of dollars I have invested in my offices for devices to help people with their spines and necks. And, and this, this little cushion seems to do it all. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was wonderful to have him say, mm-hmm. when I heard him say that, that was a strong vote of confidence at the, at the beginning of my research. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I can think of just the cost saving. I mean, if you're having to see a specialist working on your body, if you, even if it reduces your number of trips to the specialist by half just by simply laying on this cushion, mm. just from a financial standpoint, I think that could offer really huge benefits. Just for the pocketbook.
2: Well, many people have said, "Oh, this is going to put chiropractors out of business," and and I say on the contrary, yeah. chiropractors ought to use them, right? Going to bring people more often. But as it is now, it costs less than one visit to a chiropractor.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: if if you can engage in a program of self maintenance based on your own discernment mm-hmm. of. Uh, What I'm referring to is the very available path to recreate your own stature over a period of time. Well, who better than yourself to be the administrator of of such such a study?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So we've been talking about this cushion and about the website where you can get the cushion, but we haven't given anybody the address.
2: Well, we don't want to do that. Well, we can (laughs) make it easy. Plus, it wasn't really the point to no. (laughs) But
1: now the people are curious. Go ahead
2: and tell them. Well, it's it's dot is the URL,
1: okay. but
2: at least from the states, you know, if you simply Google body tuning cushion, it it usually comes up. I mean, I guess the way. Google works, is that the more that people go to it, the mm-hmm. more they, they put it up close to the top. Um, mm-hmm. At the beginning, if you typed body tuning cushion, boy, you really had to navigate through about 9 million products that had to do with the body and the mm-hmm. tuning and cushions. So, <laughs> but I, I think once people started going to it, they said, oh, this, this is the one they're looking for. Let's let them go find it right away. So uh, the body tuning cushion.
1: Okay. And as usual, we'll create a podcast for this interview. And if people want to go to shifthappens.media and find the body tuning cushion podcast, I'll have a link to the website too.
0: This is beyond kind of you to say. (laughs) So thank you. More than welcome. Mm. We like to share with our listeners empowering information, empowering Mm. tools. So.
1: That's the point. I never
0: thought exactly. of it as empowering, but um, certainly
2: that would fit into the theme of what we're talking about. Um, it's important um, for me not to promise change. Um, shift happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when you begin to focus on on something as um, as huge as ones posture, for example, these are enormous undertakings and and it takes a lifetime. And the wonderful thing about uh, this whole view and this approach is that not so much that we're interested to change, but to modify how we are physically in gravity. So that, that means everybody can play and they can play without feeling criticized or, Mm -hmm. I mean, some people somehow like to criticize themselves and, and as much as they suffer from a lifetime of being compressed and in a poor posture, it's, it's, it's not that easy for certain people to give that up, you know?
1: Have you tried it with people who have, you know, various physical things like um, MS or things like that?
2: Absolutely. I I work with uh, a group of people who have Parkinson's disease, right? And there's a wonderful program uh, where I live called Ping Pong for Parkinson's. And they meet every Tuesday night at this ping pong palace. <laughs> and uh, the owner uh, allows them to have about 10 tables. And I go there and we do uh, a little, well, we call it exercise. and But really, they're just fundamental movements that, are um, filled with this theme of integrating with gravity. And Mm -hmm. a lot of what is emphasized there is acknowledging that you've never been here before. And that's really important physically. And particularly people who are um, victims of degenerative disease in general, there's already a sense of incompetence of the body that they need to overcome. And, and we can do that actually quite quickly once they have this experience of being, being poised. And many of them have purchased the cushion and the benefits that they speak about are, uh, deeply inspiring because it, it not only provides uh, a, a different experience physically, uh, to be uplifted and poised and in control of that, even if the body is quivering,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they can begin to make a distinction between what is the effect of the disease and what is this option. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's it's really heartwarming to see, uh, see them be enthusiastic about.
0: So what about people with... Damaged backs. I mean, there are many, many people with back damage. Is this safe to use? Absolutely. For everyone? Yeah. I mean, what we're talking
2: about is, again, acknowledging what your muscular patterns have been your whole life. And mm, as it were, being compressed by gravity for decades is a form of damage. And as evidenced by. Each of my own parents, they were in terrible pain in their backs, and their upper backs, particularly mm-hmm. in their life. After a mm-hmm. lifetime of, of not uh, attending to the possibility of being more poised. And God loved them. There was no education for them either. <laughs> but um, people who bring orthopedically traumatized... Right vessels to the cushion have the same response that you had that even after you're there for five or 10 minutes, all I had to do is say, relax your elbows oh, and then the arms drop four inches closer to the ground, not aware that you were holding your arms in this position for fear. It would be too much or just simply the fact that it was unfamiliar to be in such a condition and so open and also, makes one vulnerable in, in the heart place because right. the tendency is to be sort of uh, mm-hmm. sh- shadowing and sheltering and protecting in mm-hmm. this compressed condition that we're all um, in a way uh, condemned to be, unless we make a specific effort to modify it. So, someone with a bad back, someone with sciatica, all kinds of things people tell me that they have my back is out. Well, let's just try and get on the cushion and see if opening the upper body mm-hmm. and relaxing the lower torso and relaxing the pelvis while the upper body has this experience has a uh, a, a positive effect. Invariably, it does because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't it doesn't target anything particularly in the pelvis or the lower back but as soon as the upper body is relieved of this <laughs> constant strain of holding itself up against gravity drawing it forward and down that's the beginning of the chain mm-hmm. reaction mm-hmm. muscularly through the body starting at the base of the skull <laughs>
0: well what comes to my mind too and this also comes from spending a fair amount of time with sana for example with the uh the tai chi class that te- that she teaches is the emotional aspect of how you hold yourself okay i mean slouching is something that we many of us do because of the nature of our jobs but also it is related quite often to our sense of self-love. And so even if you want to break out of that, it's so hard to break out of the pattern of holding our bodies in a certain way. And if you've done that for many years, it's something that seems almost impossible to even consider. But being on this thing, Gary walked in, like I said, in the uh, the music portion of the show, and he insisted. He said, "Anna, get down there." Get
1: on the get and then on the It floor. was my turn,
0: right? <laughs> so, and yeah, I, I can see where you feel alive just after a short period of time, and it's like, wow, this is the way it should be.
1: You know, you were instead of what is, you were uh, talking about writing a book explaining your standing meditation. the the, holding the posture. Yes. And I feel like you, you don't really even have to now. You can just get people on the cushion and it's all there.
2: It's, it's (laughs) it's so sweet of you to say, you know, I, I struggled for years to write something that could explain this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's not so much a book as much as a manual, Um, called Body Tuning, The Art of Recreating Our Mm -hmm. Physical Stature. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But um, not being a writer, Mm -hmm. it it seemed to be burdensome for people that would read it. And you're absolutely right. The cushion now embodies everything that I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to the, the time in the very near future where I can then go back to all of that written material and just edit the daylights out of it so that it could conform to more specifically what the cushion is able to provide
1: mm-hmm, because for, it's, for it's,
2: interested persons.
1: Uh, it's difficult persons. to really have a sense of something uh, physical like that, especially because it's all so subtle. Um, conveying it with words is is really really difficult well more
2: importantly what jeff just said near to impossible Mm -hmm. to change (laughs) our posture Mm -hmm. without um an an in-depth study of it viscerally and when can we you know please please point me to the the place that i can go into a facility and come out and have it be you know Uh, been objectively performed, Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist. And it will never happen. And people should leave their imagination at the door if they think that even this device is going to cause them to change their posture. The simple fact is that this is designed to introduce people to the opportunity to recreate their physical stature. And if they happen to engage in that lifelong study, they will they will appear to have very good posture, <laughs> without ever having had to. end result a uh, a notion of changing my posture, mm-hmm. infinitely more interesting and fun to experience. Going about life um, perfectly poised because of your own uh, determination to. Uh, Make sure you, um, you 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 lean in an open-hearted way toward toward a, a more elegant longevity, without uh, you know without. Uh,
1: it's a nice way of putting it. W-
2: without any mm-hmm. dogma, dogma-free, <laughs> you know, pure athletic um, enthusiasm, and everybody has it. If you're eighty. And, uh, and hunched over, or if you're uh, unfortunate to have something like multiple sclerosis, there's still the capacity to to um, discern w- what it means to recreate your physical stature.
1: And the beauty of, of the cushion is you're doing it in a relaxed position that pretty much anybody could attain. You're not having to... Uh, have perfect balance, or the ability to stand up straight, or any of those other things.
2: <laughs> the main problem about this device is that people have to reconcile that all they have to do is submit to 100% pure relaxation <laughs> for 10 minutes a day. Yeah. To to no, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to work <laughs> to 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 uh, provide an orientation toward toward a, a different leaning. It's literally a, a different, a different direction to lean in.
1: The, the body's habits are very tenacious. And, uh, you know, as we've mentioned, we've been doing this Tai Chi standing meditation with Sana. And it, it's crazy. Like she'll put you just for a moment so you can feel what it feels like in, in a, a perfectly aligned position and when you're in the habit of being slouching or being bent over in some one direction or the other, it feels so wrong to be standing correctly. So this is going to be a, a process, right? You 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 lay on the cushion, you get a sense of what it feels like, you stand up, you probably retain a few percentage of that shift each time. Eventually, the the goal is for your body to just naturally be comfortable in that position, right?
2: It's very important for anybody who embarks on this particular journey to understand that your compressed aspect from years of habit of being pulled forward and down doesn't ever go away. It's a very reliable place to bring your attention to, however, because it is the objective point of departure of this new aspect that is possible that we refer to as recreating your physical stature. And in fact, this is a place that one, you say alive, it's a living place. It's not a position. It's a place that you arrive at when you coordinate your mind and your body precisely in relation to what your particular bone structure and its musculature is willing to, um, to uh, see- seek a different orientation, so that's very astute of you,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and I, I hope that clarifies.
0: Um, oh, definitely. This is, this is this is a shift.
2: Mm. It's
0: not a change. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Un-
0: unfortunately, we we've reached the top of the hour, mm-hmm. and
1: he's looking at me like somehow I dragged this off. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's all my fault for sure. <laughs> anyway. This was great, as always, and as we said, oh, yeah. we will post the, pods,
1: uh, the, podcast, the podcast on podcast. Media. Yep. The other thing I wanted to quickly mention is church is coming up, so this this show will be re-aired on Sunday at 11, and shortly after that, at 4.20 on Sunday, will be church at the Royal on Baker, the church of good times, not exactly. the dogma-formed church.
0: And it'll be with Tyson this, this weekend. I know we have only a couple of
2: seconds. I just want to mention that we've had three interviews prior to this. Yes. And this is the first time I'm actually with you guys. Yeah, it's and true. And this has been a true joy. It's, cool. it's so easy to be, to be calm and attentive um, when, when we're sitting here together. So thank you so much. You're more well, than thanks welcome. Thanks for
1: coming.
0: You've been listening to Shift Happens on Kootenay Co-op Radio, 93.5 FM in Nelson. Enjoy your day, and...
1: We'll see you next week.
0: All right. Later, bye.